Super Senpai Podcast. Welcome to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a weekly episodic tokusatsu-related podcast where we're talking about big wrecks in spandex. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. Uh, last week, we checked out Lupin Ranger vs. Pato Ranger Episode 1. That was mm-hmm. super duper cool. Had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a really good episode. It was a lot of fun. I feel like uh, you folks did too. Yeah, it definitely seems like the response was really positive. Um, I was really excited to see that. I mean, obviously, you know, I expected a few people to check it out, but I think the response was a lot bigger than than we expected for our first time out. And that's really good. That's really great and encouraging. We appreciate that from everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that was like, I was, I've was i never had this much, <laughs> I feel like I've had this much uh, engagement before. On Welcome like to the mountaintop of my overflowing popularity. Yep, yep, yep. I laugh because it's not. Um, anyway, so this week, uh, format's going to be a little different because we've already gone over our personal histories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll do a little bit of reflect just uh, behind the scenes for everyone out there so you can see the man behind the curtain, so to speak. Um, we'll do a little bit of news because there is some news. Now, we don't want to do news all the time because it's weekly podcast and I don't want to be scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like if there's nothing to talk about, there's nothing to talk about, Mm. but we will discuss some news. We'll do a light recap, do some predictions for what we think is going to happen, watch the show. And then we'll get to your Twitter questions uh, after we discuss it and break it down as usual. Sounds good. So you have this written down, I think. Yes. Um, so I think the, the big news here and obviously power Rangers is, uh, at the very least, a close cousin, if not a sibling of, you know, Sentai and, and so forth. It's the American Toku, hmm. uh, uh, amongst other, you know, the other things like your Big Bad Beetleborgs and VR Troopers and all that. But clearly Power Rangers has been the one that has had the the sort of driving and, and maintaining cultural force. I think if you were to ask at the end of 2017 where the franchise was, you would have gotten a very dismal report. I haven't watched much Ninja Steel or Super Ninja Steel but they seem to be both pretty poorly received, both by the sort of older community, as well as the ratings aren't very high for it right now. Uh, some of the episodes are performing some of the worst, you know, on on par with some of the lower ratings for the rest of the franchise throughout history. Is it really that bad? Jeez. Well, I mean, at least at least from recent tracking numbers, like really low, like low Nielsen ratings and stuff like that. Mm. Just not, not pot, like it's not a good look. And the quality of the show seems to reflect that. Like, I don't see, I never see positive commentary for it. We're not seeing high ratings for it. The toys seem to be really low quality. Uh, the film last year in March 2017 uh, had a really strong opening weekend and was a lot, the response was more positive than people expected for sure. But it did not, it did not maintain that and it did not really end up being a financial success, I don't think, for Saban. Oh, man. Um, I actually haven't seen it. I wanted to, but. I'm one of the people that's pretty positive on it, actually. For it, it, The thing is, it is a... I don't want to get too much into this, and maybe this is a special episode for another day, but it is a very <laughs> conflicted film. It has some very, very big positives in its favor. It mm. has some huge, like, glaring issues at the same time. And I have... Even as someone who doesn't feel like you can have, like, one definitive take on anything, like, it does not surprise me that two different people can walk into that film and walk away with two completely different opinions on it because it is a very strange film in a lot of ways. But uh, as someone who came in like like flinching, like bracing for impact, mm. I ended up being really positive on it for the most part, um, with still with some big hangups. But as a franchise, I don't think there was any good news last year except for maybe the Twitch streaming, the Power Rangers Hyperforce thing that was going on, mm. which if you're unfamiliar, it's a 
sort of like uh, Twitch streaming D&D, you know, role-playing type thing using some sort of homebrewed system that they've got to run a Power Rangers game, which involves a couple of YouTuber people like uh, uh, Andre, the Black Nerd. Oh, yeah. And uh, involving some old, some old cast members like the, um, the guy that played Bulk. Is, yeah. is one of the team rangers and uh some some dude it's 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 heartwarming that he gets to be a ranger in right? some form especially right? this it's that's so cool it that's really important like as as a long time that's really important to me to see him get to be paul uh i can't remember paul schreier schreier thank you uh, yeah yeah it's really great to see him get to do that but it, it, it i think that was a pretty positive thing it's people seem to respond really well saban said that it was canon but i think other than that, it was a rough year for the franchise. Oh, and they continued the Boom comics. The Boom comics are really strong, like probably the best treatment of the material maybe we've ever seen. But hmm. it's obviously a very different space. So two, those two were the bright spots. Everything else, like the, your standard media, just like Power Rangers on TV, Power Rangers toys, a Power Rangers movie, just really bad shape. But we have been hit with about 100 news items in the past week or so, a lot of people I think were predicting, I saw a lot of commentary on whether or not Power Rangers would even continue to exist in the next couple of years. Like, it looked really bad. But uh, a slew of things has happened. First off, Nick is continuing to license the show through 2021, and that means it's going to continue to be on the air. Saban has moved has moved away from having its toys made by Bandai of America, which has always made the toys for it, and now they're partnering with Hasbro. I don't really, I, I don't really know the specifics of that, but it seems like a positive thing, right? I think so too. I mean, I think it's one of those things where you know, just like, I, well, and let, me, let me paint the whole picture, I guess, to some degree. Um, also, we're seeing them adapt GoBusters, the 2012 Super Sentai, into Beast Morphers. Yes, and and then the comics and the Hyperforce thing will continue. And I think any of those individually, you may not be able to suss much out, but I think taken as a whole like taken as a kind of a broad like view of the franchise there's clearly a it seems like that shows a move to change things like a move towards doing something trying to revitalize the franchise and like really bring it back from maybe interest uh, overall in uh toku stuff i don't know you know <laughs> it's yeah definitely I, I have no idea if that will it would be really cool if that would end up being like some kind of a start to to a revival of an attempt to mm-hmm. bring Toku stuff over mm-hmm. or to produce. Totally agree. That would be amazing. I mean, it's a stretch, but... Let's not do any more Masked Rider, though, guys. Um, <laughs> but I think the... Hey, I heard, uh, I heard the Dragon Knight wasn't terrible. That's what I've heard, too, that it's not terrible. Um, <laughs> but I think the general <laughs> feel, like, especially all the little things start to make a lot more sense, like... Uh, it has been revealed now that the Hyperforce team has actually been playing a modified version of D&D for the Twitch stream game, which means that, and now that Hasbro owns them, Hasbro also owns Wizards of the Coast, which is the current rights holder for Dungeons and Dragons, which means that we could very well see like an official, you know, adaptation of, of fifth edition or some version of those rules for a, a Power Rangers or Super Sentai style game, which is really exciting. I think the move to Hasbro you know, potentially allows them to buy out Saban. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of, and especially the way Hasbro tends to handle its other brands, which are all kind of like worldwide and, and you know, international hits, so to speak, uh, regardless of, of how we may feel about the quality. Like, I certainly don't think you can question the toys that are being made and, and the way they at least marshal those brands to perform. Um, so, you know, whose fault is it? Was it Bandai of America or Saban producing the bad toys? Or whose fault is it? Is it Nick or Saban that's making the shows not so good? It feels like... Saban 
probably has probably i mean who knows i don't know but it mm-hmm. seems like they're pushing to change the way things are right now and i think that can only be seen as a positive I think especially the announcement of adapting GoBusters is so strange because for years the refrain is... It's pretty is, old, right? Well, yeah, 2012. I mean, that's six years now. It seems recent, but that's a long time. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they've ever... I don't think they have ever done this before where they pick a Sentai out of order to adapt. Yeah, because if they just bail on something, then it just kind of gets left behind. Right. right. So we've like we, the, the rule was always, like, well, if they skip it, they're just never coming back to it. Mm-hmm. I think this, again, just like everything else all expectations right out the window like it's a whole new ball game really um i think that's good i mean i i think especially with the 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 kind of money that with the licensing and all that that i know i mean we know power rangers help sentai like we know that money's getting back there at some point like that's important you know i think it's a rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing Hmm. so i'm i'm personally viewing to take it all as positive news pretty exciting yeah it's good stuff but uh, yeah, so do we want to get into this week's episode, or do you have any more commentary on the or the uh, news? I think that I think that was. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't have anything. I'm not tracking anything else uh, besides. Oh, uh, that's not true. You just lied to me. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're, <laughs> I'm sorry, but we got, we got to let people know, man. Uh, that's true. If you are listening to this on anything besides iTunes or Google Play, and you want to use that, they are available. Yay. So you know, we'll have links, or we'll make sure that people have access to links to get it on there. And we also have a mirror up on YouTube for the folks that really, really like listening to audio on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make it as as available as possible on all the platforms that we can. Definitely. Um, oh, don't forget about the email. Oh, yes. Um, we'll put that somewhere, but uh, you can email us if you really, really want to, or if you have a really long question that uh, doesn't fit the really, really accessible 280 characters on Twitter. Uh <laughs> Uh, just in case you don't have enough space and you don't want to make multiple tweets, you can email us at Super Senpai. Is it, shoot, is it the full thing? Yeah, Super Senpai it Podcast. <laughs> yes, it is Super Senpai Podcast at gmail dot com, and then we'll you know make sure that you guys can see that too. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, that that's it for real. I don't have anything else in terms of news. Um, awesome. Well, then, do we want to go ahead and get into the recap from last week? Yes, last week. Uh, Last week on Super Senpai Podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but last week, uh, we watched the first episode. Uh, so yeah, last week we got introduced to our two crews, uh, our thieves and our police officers. Mostly it was a uh, Lupin Ranger focused episode. We got a lot more with them, although we got to see a little bit of um, the the police uh, precinct and uh, some of the supporting cast there, like Commissioner Hilltop and, and Jim Carter. Um but mostly it was Jim about Carter. the Lupin Ranger. Yeah, mostly That's it was the, the Lupin Rangers in their restaurant. Uh, we got a lot of kind of their their ethos, just sort of like they're all kind of in it to win, regardless of who may get left behind. So they sort of are you know, pushing forward and all that. Uh, we got some pretty interesting. We got a, a little bit of the Mafia monsters, and we are currently mid fight between the the Lupin Rangers had been attacking the Fire Shark Kaijin. And then the Pat Rangers showed up, and I get the sense, and maybe this is slipping into predictions, I get the sense we're going to get lots of mecha this this week. Lots of bots. Oh, yes, that's true. We, did we really? We didn't really last week. Yeah, it just did all the ground, stuff on the ground, right? Yeah, I think we got, like, little moments, like when the when they left on the plane in the very beginning. Mm. Uh, but we didn't really get any mecha or anything, and my guess is this is a two-part opener and we're gonna see some some zords if you will yeah 
That makes sense. I, I guess since, like, while we're on predictions, it seemed like uh, since last week was the Lupin Ranger episode, this would be the Pata Ranger episode because mm-hmm. I think I saw something before saying that they would kind of do a back and forth on which one gets emphasized. Right. I mean, until there's a certain point. I don't know. But, and that makes but, sense. That would be, right? That's an easy guess, right? Yeah. I think my guess too, if I had to make a prediction that's a little outside of what we would probably just expect with the where the dominoes are falling, we might see a little bit more about maybe what the the mafia guys are after. Um, maybe I'm sure there's some MacGuffin that they're trying to constantly collect or try to get all season. I'm sure we'll get more of a hint of what they're after. Oh, I see. I mean, I was going to, I mean, with the loop, was it the loop on items, right? Right. Like, what are they going to use them for? Or like, uh, what okay. special thing are they really, I mean, because obviously they're after the MacGuffins, but like, what are they after? Like, that would be my Got guess. It. You think we'll get a hint that soon? Well, maybe some allusions to it. I, I think we'll get a scene or two with them that alludes to bigger things, if not the full mm. details. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have anything in the ways of... I think that's a pretty good one. I'm going to ride the coattails of that. Hey, sounds good. Well, we're a team. <laughs> we're a team, Pat. So, <laughs> Oh, that's fair. We combined that's to right. form one prediction. Um, mm. all right, so are we ready to, to watch that Sentai? Yeah, let's fire it up. Let's do it. この番組はタノシートキオキクリグループ、PRTとザコミクフィンドとご覧のスポンサーの提供で all right that i can't i can't say that every time but that was friggin it, it just got better man like, yeah that was awesome <laughs> definitely <laughs> oh my goodness okay so let's see from the top uh we, it picks up exactly where uh the fight left off or you know where, where the episode split so we have the two teams facing off at some point the monster shark fire shark guy i know we saw his name but it's gone already uh bales and then so do the lupon rangers because they figure like what's the point of staying here Mm. Uh, they shoot at him with a thing and we think it looks like an attack but nope it's their vehicles coming out of their guns and they just (laughs) pop in and bail like they're gone and so then of course since the since the pato rangers also using the vs charger they pull out theirs and they all have like they all have ground vehicles where the Lupin Rangers have uh, air vehicles. Mm-hmm. And so it uh, cuts to the theme song, which was really cool. We got to see a lot of hints, a lot of like cool, like uh, foreshadowing of stuff that we're going to see soon. Mm. It cuts back, resumes the chase. The chase is just, it's it's just, I can't really describe it, man. Like we got to see a lot of how uh, the weapons and how the, the team's theme comes out in the vehicles. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll get a little bit more into the specifics of it later but so we have uh the lupon rangers just zooming through and you have the pato rangers chasing them in on the ground and it doesn't stop them they all have weapons or something like at first i'm like oh how are they gonna how are they gonna keep up but uh they somehow do cause a lot of destruction uh in the end of course lupon rangers get away of course and then <laughs> we get an a superb Zenigata moment, <laughs> like <laughs> where, where Pato Red, like, or I guess it, Pato Ichigo, tries to jump out of his vehicle to catch up and just totally whiffs it. Like, yeah. whoop, no need. <laughs> then we get to we get the little bit of a sympathy thing going on where uh, Lupin Red goes to the scene of the crime or where they were at least where they were duking out with the fire shark. Pathoret is engaging with civilians and you, you kind of you kind of sees like oh okay you know this is what this dude's about 
And I think I think at this point he knows that he's a uh, yeah he should know right they they saw them transform so they know who they know who they know that they're the Pato Rangers correct although it's not returned we we True. haven't seen the Pato Rangers have not seen the Lupin Rangers transform uh, so they don't know their identities but the Lupin Rangers know the Pato Rangers identities yes okay yes that's right and so from there we actually get a little bit of the Lupin Ranger backstory. Uh, the reason they even got into this is because some gangler came through and, like, just destroyed people that were important to them. Like, froze them in ice. You know, at first, they're like, okay, so then do they, are they able to recover? Like, what's the deal? And then they just freaking shatter into, like, a million pieces. Like, mm-hmm. okay, never mind. <laughs> it's it's over. It's over. Yeah. They're gone. Like, mm-hmm. And this happens to someone important for all three of them. Each of them at different times loses somebody important to this ice shattering effect. Uh, and then uh, I can't remember the butler's name at this point, but the butler shows up and he just offers them, hey, it's like, hey, if uh, you collect all these all these things, all the Lupin items, then you could, what was it, my my uh, my master will let you, will grant you a wish and you could potentially get all your, get your loved ones back. And so, of course, you know, it's all it, it, what we got um, Lupin Red's brother, it looked like. Uh, Lupin Yellow's friend, sister. It, it yeah. wasn't clear. Yeah, classmate or sister or something. Yeah, just somebody important to her. But then Lupin Blue, it's just like it, it's like they zoomed in and like, nope, that's a ring on her finger. That's his fiance. And then like, uh, oh jeez, oh man. <laughs> um, so we know now we understand a little bit of why, like how, why they're so invested and why during the fight they weren't going to let the Pato Rangers take the Lupin item. Mm. They have to do it so that they can make this wish, I Correct. guess. Right? Correct. And, um, okay, so then that... Da, da, da. Okay, so they track down... From there, they track down Fire Shark Dude, and they... Oh, sorry. The Lupin Rangers track down the Fire Shark Dude. They do this great thing where they jump off the roof, and the camera work is still freaking amazing, and... Yeah, we'll get to that, but it's it's exciting and kinetic. Yeah, super cool fight breaks out. Uh, in the middle of it, the uh, Pata Rangers show up, and then... <clears throat> During the fight, you get something like interesting from uh, Lupin Red where he's like, uh, you know, we don't need to finish this fight. We'll let them do it. Because at that point, they'd already taken the Lupin item. Right. They snatched the item. And that's right when the Pat the Pat Rangers show up. So they're like, well, let's just go. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And so at this point, um, when they bail something, they pull out like a, a special weapon where all three of the Pata Rangers end up fusing. Oh, right. Well, the Pata Rangers decide not to pursue. They say, well, the gangler and the goons are the most important thing. So they, then we get the special attacks and such. Yes, that's right. Okay. So yeah, they, they bring out the special attack. They blow up shark, fire shark. They're, they're kind of freaked out a little bit because like, you know, they're fused together. Like mm-hmm. all three of them fuse into one. I'd never seen this before. I don't know if yeah, this is new or not. But. This was new to me to see all three kind of, the, at least the, the nature of it certainly seems original. I don't, I can't yeah. think of, an all, of a, something similar to it. Oh, I'll get to that in a little bit later. But uh, so that's, so then that happens. They're a little bit weirded out. And then sort of like before they can really celebrate, of the, oh, we beat the thing. One of the like big generals from the gangler's team shows up like she does this great thing where she like kind of rips through reality to basically revive him as a giant mm. so here you go here you go uh here's a gift from the boss and then she just disappears and then they then we've got the giant fire shark like about to wreak havoc and at this point uh lupon blue can't contain himself like he was hesitant to like bail at first like when mm-hmm. when lupon red was like ah we don't need to bother 
uh, at this point he can't he can't help it he jumps into the air they they're trying to they're about to chase after it or like attack it in their vehicles and that's when the thing that let them all fuse together ends up like joining them and then like yeah basically the 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 uh the the good striker machine that was allowing the pata rangers to connect flies off and then helps mm. the lupin rangers all connect turns out he's like a little puppet thing he's like communicating with them and they all connect to form the the giant robot and yeah. the little good striker is like a puppet that's in there with them yep and then so then they all they all you know we get that we get the really cool got tie moment and we get lupon kaiser and it's just oh the design is so nice but um everything that we everything that was on the vehicle sort of translates to the big robot um we have a really i would say really exciting um more cgi fight with uh lupon kaiser versus the fire shark uh ultimately they win and then immediately they bail like you know they pull off their they pull off their super move they bail and then it cuts to the Pato Rangers who are they kind of just accept it like ah you know um, Pato Red is like yeah you know the important thing is that they beat the monsters gone so we don't have to worry about it anymore right one less gangler in the world um, so then cuts to the cafe where they're kind of like you know enjoying their victory a little bit and then like oh cool you know we got two Lupin items out of this things are things are looking up and then boom in come the Pato Ranger and they don't really say anything. But the Lupin Rangers are all freaking out because they know it's them. And mm-hmm. episode cuts. Right. Yeah, a lot happened. A yeah. lot happened, man. A lot. Like, a lot went down in episode two. Like, just oh. minute to minute, second to second. There was a lot to, to digest. So what did you think about it overall? How did you feel about it? Oh, my gosh. Like, that was, that was thrilling. It was exciting. I didn't know. Like, I was kind of imagining that we were going to get just a kind of a shift over to, okay, we're going to focus on the Pato Rangers a little bit. Like, we didn't even see, we saw Hilltop and and uh, uh, and the creepy robot for like a second. <laughs> Jim Carter, yeah. We only saw Jim Carter for like a second. So it was really picking up or continuing Lupin's, Lupin Rangers, like, focus. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, very positive. I'm still enjoying this. I'm digging it. Like, my fear with this, with this kind of, with Sentai in general, is sort of a fatigue from, like, um, kind of them repeating hopping into the robot right and i i feel like i'm not gonna have that at all with this even if we're watching it week to week like i feel like overall i could binge this one and not not get that fatigue right you know? right definitely um, no I'm, I'm in a similar space uh i really enjoyed it um uh for all that was happening there was always something interesting going on on screen i was always uh kind of hooked in i feel like um really kind of at least we know that we know the hook for the lupin rangers now i am generally very positive on what i saw there was uh, a good mix of practical and cg effects although there were some pretty long cg sequences the cg sequences uh even though there's parts of me that's like well of course i would love to see more practical effects but they were not off-putting mm. they were exciting and different and fun uh a lot of really interesting camera work um i'm very pleased overall again i would have liked to see a little bit more of the um the practical effects with the the zord specifically like the the the, the megazord if you will um yeah it, uh, we, yeah we didn't see we, we didn't see lupon kaiser like i don't think we actually got like a full shot of him just kind of standing there did. like I, I thought we were gonna get that in the end but then zoop, like zipped off so we, we got like a <laughs> like a upper chest up shot uh yeah. with, like its head and we got a low shot 
mm-hmm. from from a ground level, and we've seen like a little bit of the cityscape. Uh, we can tell it's it's large, but that's about it. We didn't. Um, the rest of that was a very like super heroic flying around CG stuff. Yeah. So, um, mm. but I was really pleased with it overall. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, there's I was wrong about my prediction that we can get the monsters hook, but the uh, we got the Lupin Ranger hook, and that was interesting. That the idea that they're all you know thieves with hearts of gold trying to use their wish for something good i don't even know if we could call it hearts of gold it's pretty selfish at this point right like i mean yeah it's to help somebody but it's really like you know it's not really outwardly to help people other people besides people important to them right i suppose but i mean they're they're trying to help someone ultimately like they didn't just get into it for thieving they were like well i've lost someone very important and i need to do and here's an opportunity to bring them back from something that i don't know how else to bring them back from it's my only option so that's true you're right um (laughs) And uh, I, I I really enjoyed. I think probably my favorite uh, section was the battle that started with the Lupin Rangers versus the Shark Gangler, and then involved the Pat Rangers, and then shifted to being just the Pat Rangers. Like I really liked that whole. It was the daylight fight sequence. I really liked mm, pretty mm-hmm. much all of that. Um, really exciting to see. Lots of lots of good. Uh, we had a little bit of wire work. We had. Um, lots of uh, interesting attacks and we had some some fun uh choreography and stuff in there i I really enjoyed that sequence particularly yeah i'm pretty sure they just threw a gopro into the air spinning during one of those shots (laughs) like i was like i don't know (laughs) i have to guess it was a drone i have to guess it was a gopro on a drone i I can't that makes of course that 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 makes too much sense man come on (laughs) that's true they had to just be boomeranging it around but there were some shots too where it was like scraping along the ground practically mm, some of those sequences mm-hmm. it's like between the legs up at them during the fight like yeah wow like the coordination behind it just was must have been really exciting and really technical mm. to get it look to get it to look like that and to not trip over the camera <laughs> while they were doing yeah. it. right yeah, oh my no, goodness it was really really good um designs yeah like the designs i love the uh we didn't see much of her last week, but the gangler that uh, she kissed the boss's ring last week, but we got to see her more this mm. week, and she has the sort of chain guns, like the belt fed, feed into the gauntlet oh, yes. guns, and then she has like the exposed rib cages that like turn and shift. Really, really cool design, and uh, the minor fantastic. the minor note that her mouth actually moves, I like that. I do like mm. to have Kaijin, whose mouths move, just because I make, I think it feels less like one big rubber piece. It feels a little more alive, even if it doesn't look accurate it looks a little comical i actually like yeah that. yeah you're right like it you, um as long as it sort of syncs up with what they're saying i think it's fine yeah right yeah like, definitely and i think it did in this case right yeah i for the most part it was it was it was pretty much there um mm. I mean, not perfect but it was trying to and that's what matters Will to it. me <laughs> yeah right yeah i loved very much that the vehicles uh that the lupon rangers vehicles all had dials like the mm the safe dials on the top of it which mm-hmm. then translated over to when they were in lupon kaiser they actually had the di- like the dial served as the top hat on lupon kaiser like just just fantastic like that was just oh and they spun like when they were pulling off the super like oh my goodness oh my goodness wonderful yeah. uh, you were saying something about the uh the pato rangers their vehicles or their 
Oh, uh, I just like the dichotomy between the two, the ground versus air. Um, I like the uh, the cockpits that we got to see um, and the way their uh, consoles, even though it was CG, I like the way that they like shift and change too. Um, it's even though I like the uh, sort of G Gundam uh, Ninja or Zyogre style, like uh, everybody standing up and doing the moves. It's also nice to have everybody sitting down at consoles. Um, it was fun when Good Striker popped out of the front of Lupin Red's console, um, and it, it gave them a chance to uh, stand up dramatically in the big final action sequence when it was time to fire their guns, and they all stood up together and fired them, so we still got a little bit of that. Yeah, that was awesome. I love um, Powder Ranger Pink. Uh, she has like her nightstick or her baton is like a big part of like what her vehicle can do. And they mm-hmm. used she used it to attack and stuff too, but she also used it at one point. Powder Ranger Green fired his cannon and like and helped cre- like create the he and uh, Pink. They worked together to make the ramp so that Red could ramp and chase. Uh, Lupin Red. Uh, it was a really fun, just kind of. I mean, oh my gosh, a lot of property damage. We won't get into that, but a really fun way for them to to be trying to catch him in that first bit, and of course, leading to the Zenigata moment of him just being like, "Lupin Red, I'll get you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it uh, a lot. Um, oh, okay. We have to talk about the Potter Rangers fusing. Yes. During their fight. So, how would you describe their fusion for, okay. for the people playing the home so, game? Basically, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Uh, when Good Striker first shows up, I don't think we even really hear its name, maybe. But when they activate it, I'm like, okay, it'll be like a special gun or whatever. Nope. Uh, at the in the center, you have uh, you have Pato Red, and then his right arm, and then part of his right, the right side of his face becomes uh, ends up with elements from pink, and then on the left side, the left arm, and then left side of his face, and I guess legs also get a bit of green. Mm-hmm. And so you just have all of them fused into one, and I've I'd never seen this before. Like no, I've never ever seen that before in uh, in Sentai. Now yeah. here's the thing that I wanted to bring up uh, when we were watching it because in uh, Kamen Rider Deno they do something similar to this where uh, he picks up his his uh, different forms or monsters he befriends. Mm-hmm. Like he befriends Kaijin, and they they end up becoming part of his forms. Like uh, when he whenever he changes. And at some point, he ends up with, like, a form that has a bit of each. Mm. And then you, uh, what I loved about this, and we got to see it, is that I, I love very much when one person has to pretend that they're being pulled apart by being by people <laughs> in charge of different parts of them. And you yeah. get a lot of that in Deno. And I just, like, I was like, oh, so happy to see it in this. <laughs> I, just, I just had never seen it in Sentai yet. And I don't yeah. know if it had been done. I'd I don't love know. To know. It also echoes, I mean, I, my experience would be with, with Kamen Rider Double, which obviously the, the main mm. theme of that, mm-hmm. too, is, is two people inhabiting one body. Um, and I liked that the Power Rangers didn't quite, they didn't really know what was going on. They're like, ah, what's happening? Like, they weren't, like, super comfortable with it. Like, it's new to them, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> In the heat of it, they were coordinated. But as soon as the thing was, as soon as they beat F- uh, Fire Shark, then just, they were like, uh, what? Like, uh, yeah, I'm start. so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely, like, you know, trying to wrap their heads around it. But it's it's a fun way to play with the, you know, you expect a Sentai team to put all their weapons together and as a team fire the big shot, which they did. But as opposed yeah. to putting the weapons together, they put themselves together. And it's just a fun little twist on that trope. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was I, really good. I kind of hope, hope we'll see that on the Lupin Ranger side, and I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's maybe it's obvious, but I still want to see it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, some, <laughs> or something like it. It was definitely 
uh it was great and we got to see um their other special attack which is they pull out bullhorns oh, and they like yep, the yell at they, they cool. yelled at all the little beret goons the the poldermans and mm. all of them lined up in nice little rows and files and then they hit them with with their night sticks for refusing yep. to comply they just sort that of beat them all down um mm-hmm. but uh, you know the little toy uh megaphones coming out was was quite a delight um, yeah. Oh, we also got to see, and I, I like this quite a bit too. I mean, obviously, it's a stylistic thing to have the Pata Rangers have shoulder pads, and mm. the Rangers have capes. But they included a lot of bullet deflection and reflection elements. Sort of, uh, you mentioned it while we were watching it, kind of a Batman style thing. But yeah, when they're exchanging shots yeah, yeah, with yeah. each other, you know, the Pata Rangers are blocking with their shoulder pads, or they're kind of arm and leg guards, and then the Lupin Rangers were twirling their capes and you know knocking bullets away. It's a really fun way to incorporate the stylistic elements and sort of give it a in-universe just sort of thing to do. It's not just for show. Yeah. Like that was, um, I mean, I feel I, you nailed it. Like it was just really, really uh, cool to see them use everything on mm-hmm. them. It's mm-hmm. not just, I'm repeating what you said. No, no that's okay. No, I, it's good. It's good that you yeah. agree with me. That's important. I, that's I, positive. I, We're a team. I agree. Yeah. We are a team. Um, Oh man. Anything you didn't like? That's a good question. I think, um, Hmm. Can I go first? Sure, go right ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> I'm just gonna say maybe it's just a cultural thing of being in the U.S. here, but the batons and the refusal to comply—it was funny, of course, like mm-hmm. in the moment, but just like a, ooh, like it's kind of uncomfortable, like a little bit about like sort of you know how things are here, and just I, you know I don't yeah. want to get too in- into this, but I, it for me I was like I was gen- generally uncomfortable, like <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things with how it was, how it was, even at face value, it's they had already essentially Ooh. surrendered and the police were hitting them. So that doesn't, as no, that's as funny good. as the attack is sort of in concept, like in practice, you're like, mm, maybe we don't dwell on this. No, I agree. No. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's definitely a cultural difference thing. Like it's a very different thing out there, I guess. Like the police are a very different kind of force, but. Right. And it is also, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's anyway, meant that's... to be a commentary on how police are supposed to treat people. They're, Again, I mean, obviously, we to the degree to which that's acceptable or not, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. It, I, 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 I agree with you. It's a, it, it can be read. It's not hard to read that really, really bad. Um, mm. mm-hmm. And to be, un- it would not, it does not surprise me one bit that it was uncomfortable to watch. Um, mm. I think the thing that I'd be disappointed in probably the fact that uh there just wasn't an and i i brought it up to begin with but i'll come back to it there were pretty long stretches of just cg 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 in the beginning and the end and while it was it was fine Mm. i thought it was all good like it didn't look dodgy or anything like that like clearly we were watching computer generated stuff but it didn't look bad uh there's very clearly uh like real suits Mm -hmm. and real vehicles and i just want to see more of them i want to see little toy cars and and people in funny suits walking around and i want to see smoke and i want to see cardboard buildings like you and i I want to see longer establishing shots with them and maybe that's part of the tease i guess but i would have liked to see more of those things for sure right um as as a final maybe highlight for me i forgot to i had forgot to mention this but uh uh, what I was sort of guessing at from the first one is when we got the really the extended uh, transformation sequence from uh, the Lupin Rangers that we got like the really simple like kind of like a mm-hmm. abridged version of it for uh, the Pat Rangers when they showed up because I thought they weren't even going to get it. But we got their extended one this time and it like I thought it, it was great. Like we got a little bit of a flourish. They're still uniform in how they presented and it's it, maybe just a tiny bit shorter mm. than Lupin Rangers side of things. But overall, like it was still like it was still 
it was still fantastic yeah, no i agree I loved it. uh seeing the extended bits for them and like the squad cars pulling up behind them and all that that was really really nice yeah it was good yeah 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 what uh what are you looking forward to next week or think will happen next week mm, next week um See, I feel like we have to skip the episode previews if we're going to do something like I this. I did. I skipped like, it. I skipped <laughs> like it. Just, just guessing I, on what it is. Me. I'm that person. I don't watch episode previews. <laughs> oh, rats. Tell me to do that then. I mm-hmm. just, I'm I a just had it running. I never uh, tell. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, besides what you saw in the preview. Mm, is that how it is? What would you expect or what do you expect? Uh, okay, yeah. So uh, just just like it, yeah. dismissing it. <laughs> let's just say I forgot what it is because I can't even think. I can't even pull it off. I'm just coming off of this. But... Uh, I think that so when they showed up at the cafe, we got uh, when the when the Pot Rangers showed up at uh, the Lupin Lupin Rangers cafe, we you, there's a bit of a tension like, oh, no, they know already their identities. But it's so early that it's probably just going to be a joke. Right. Like, no, they're just here to have lunch <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, yeah, um, I I feel like I want more. We got enough of the Lupin Ranger that I feel like this one two punch was good mm. for the episode. The first two episodes. So I'm guessing we're gonna probably get more of the the Potter Rangers backstory, or right, you know, what's right. their deal next time? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think probably I expect a little more comedy next week, specifically with exactly what you're talking about. Like I think they're probably gonna play it more for for laughs than for too much tension per se. So, um, which I think is fine. But I think I think we'll get a little more jokey stuff, a little more because it's been relatively serious so far. I mean, I wouldn't call it grim, but it's been pretty you know everybody's taking it pretty much at face value but i think we'll get more comedy beats next time and we'll probably see a bit more of hilltop and carter at least i hope we do yes so mm-hmm. well all right you want to get into twitter questions then yes uh so the next this next segment we're going to be calling uh this is twitter questions uh or what we're going to be calling <laughs> senpai noticed you so what's the <laughs> so we we do have a little bit of housekeeping in terms of we got some questions uh before or i should say uh after we asked on twitter uh but before the episode like after we'd also recorded and everything so we didn't have time to answer them so a few of these are from uh, last week but we're trying to catch up uh so good buddy tom asnable asks uh okay but you have to at least spitball the idea of a loop on the third versus pat labor on a tangent uh so okay if you're not familiar uh, loop on the third is obviously uh one of the longest running uh manga and anime series in japan uh and then pat and Lupin obviously an influence here be also being based on the famous thief uh and involves a sort of uh a team of of uh ne'er-do-wells uh with Lupin and and uh um wow name told me uh fujiko mine and uh jigen and uh you know yeah, going on, you know, running around, getting into all kinds of hijinks, which can vary a lot in tone and style. It can be very serious. It can be very silly. It can be very childish. It, it just, he's a character that has had many interpretations. Um, and then Pat Labor is a, uh, what we would probably consider a, uh, one of the most real robot, real robot series that there are uh, involving uh, uh, these police officers in the not so distant future in large labors, which have giant magnums and do police work and things like that, but is uh, sort of like, boy, it's hard to describe pat labor at times, but is a very different speed if you're expecting hot-blooded shonen action heroes firing all missiles and pushing their levers forward and screaming at the same time. Uh, this is not the show. It's very much, uh, it's it's probably got more to in common with something like, say, Seinfeld, 
that it, a it's 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 a very <laughs> slow burn. Uh, it's as much about sitting in squad cars uh -huh. and talking, or having to deal with paperwork, as it is actually about the uh, robots doing robot stuff. But uh, that would be really interesting, just because. Hmm. Um, first off, obviously, uh, Lupin and his team don't have mechs, but uh, you know, Goemon can cut through anything, and Jigen could just headshot everybody, uh, <laughs> and so could Fujiko. Honestly, she'd probably just ride a motorcycle over all of them and, and shoot them. But uh, just the tone would. She'd ride the motorcycle up the arm <laughs> yeah, of the robot, right. and then, like, um, while robbing out. them at the same time. Um, but it would just be funny. It would. I think it would be fun to have your sort of uh, screwball, kind of silly, wacky Lupin team versus this very serious, very straight-laced, you know, real robot uh, Pat Labor team. It would be quite funny to see that happen, I think. Um, and probably even better when they inevitably would team up at the end to fight. I mean, I don't know. We're just goofing around. So maybe the Osumatsu-san kids? I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> something crazy. Um, but yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I I would watch it. I would watch it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I think just for the novelty of it, novelty alone would just like, what? Right. Like, uh, <laughs> a loop on the third property, just dealing with giant robot stuff. I don't know that I've seen it. I don't know that they've done it because they. I mean, we're definitely getting a bit of that now. The The Lupin Rangers, the Lupin Rangers opening is definitely homaging uh, or paying homage to the loop on the third, you know, mm -hmm. OP, no, no doubt. So this one comes from uh, Strange4 on Twitter. Uh, this is from last week. Uh, how much did the writers, designers love Persona 5, and did you like it? So have you played Persona? Uh, I can take this. Yes, you go for yeah. it. I have no Persona yeah. experience. Uh, very much like the, that very first opening, what, five, six minutes mm -hmm. of them busting in on a casino, kicking butt, catching cheaters and exposing them. <laughs> very Persona 5. Like, there's so it's so much Persona 5 that it's... I, I think I said it when we were watching it. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. Yeah, I seem to recall you saying that. To to be specific or to be clear, that's actually how Persona 5, Persona 5 opens with like a, a casino. They're trying to escape a casino after having robbed it. Oh. Um, I'm not going to say exactly what was going on there, but basically, yeah, like very much that. Uh, and I don't know how familiar familiar you are with the Shin Megami Tensei stuff in general. Zero. Or, or Zero percent. Persona stuff. <laughs> zero percent okay so basically oh but you are familiar with jojo right correct yes so uh so in lieu of stands they have personas okay. and that's basically like a spirit thing mm -hmm. or some kind of represent physical manifestation of their psyche uh, that is often represented by some kind of god demon or mythical being but they went fictional with this uh or kind of fictional historical mm. and the main character's persona is lupon like arson lupon oh, like the original Oh, okay um yeah so, yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> very, very much Persona Five, and they definitely loved it. There's no way. There's no way it wasn't an influence on this. Like, <laughs> well, even though I didn't get yeah. the references, I certainly enjoyed it. I liked it quite a bit. Mm. Um, you know, I know Persona mm -hmm. enough to know some of the style and some of the memes. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Mm. I think it's a, a great visual tick. The red and black helps. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, next question from last week, and then we can get on to this week's questions. Uh, this comes to us from uh, good buddy Ian, uh, Sunshine Moon RX on Twitter. Uh, how's this for a question? Uh, now you've seen some of its contemporaries. What do you think makes Sentai stand? What do you think makes Sentai stand out? What are its strengths compared to them? So I think uh, what she's asking about here is uh, specifically Sentai compared to other forms of Tokusatsu. Like what makes it unique mm. and stand out? 
uh it's definitely team for me it's definitely the team play aspect mm. front right off the bat mm. like they have to work together and it's not a begrudging thing mm. <laughs> like it's mandatory and they are also all into it as far as i've seen Mm. um but yeah like like i said my experience is primarily with common rider where it's usually a solo thing and then they tack on one or two later that either are in conflict or kind of have to work with them right right yeah i think um i think for me it's that definitely um like you said common rider has the conflict element there's always some you know inevitably that your second writer is is a very rude dude or 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 gets under the hero's skin in in some way you know that the, the the main writer and the secondary writer are not just besties right out the gate that's just it doesn't make for good television um so sentai tends to everybody tends to be all in from the beginning and then in your focus episodes you may have a chance for somebody to you know break the team's trust or to go off on their own tangent or something but i think it's mm-hmm. um for me sentai feels like it operates on three tiers or four tiers. If you have your sort of like unmorphed fights, your morphed fights, you have your vehicle and or your sort of Zord or motorcycle elements. And then you also have the giant combined bot elements. So it feels like it takes place on, on there's a, a wider level, a wider variety of different levels of conflict. You can just have hmm. the heroes fight, fighting in street clothes. You can have the heroes fighting in superheroes. You can have them in motorcycles or in zords, or you can have them as a big giant robot. And Sentai tends to try to hit all at least three of those four in most episodes, in my experience. Um, so it you get elements that you don't like. I think Ultraman is comparable, but Ultraman tends to operate on the two level thing. You tend to have just sort hmm. of, at least certainly in the modern incarnations, just kind of you know, hey, we're doing our stuff as normal people. Now it's time to get big and fight. Um, and at least the common riders I've seen that the motorcycle elements are, they don't ever really seem to be a huge focus. They're an element sometimes, but not all the time. But with Sentai, it's that multi-tiered aspect. There's different categories of action. And I like that a lot. That's one of the things that drew me to Power Rangers as a, you know, elementary school kid. It still draws me in now that there's different scales to the conflict. And I like that a lot. Yeah, and then I think at that point we have to sort of accept you accept that there's going to be a giant fight yeah. somehow. Like either they're yeah. gonna, they're going to they're going to just say you can get back up here you go or yeah, especially um in at least it feels like in the past maybe fifteen ish years I, and, and I'd have to go back and watch again, but there's you know I, as a kid it always felt like the um, if they did a team attack sort of at ground level that it would just sort of inconvenience the monster and then they would become large whereas now at least in the i say now but for for quite a few seasons now they've even gotten to a point where it's like no the team attack just pretty much kills them and there's a giant explosion that looks like they die but then they just for whatever reason they just get to be big like in today's episode that we just watched she literally just comes in and goes i'm just going to bring you back and you're going to fight again he goes i don't know why i'm back but i'm fighting again like they pretty much have have lampshaded that trope they're just like yeah he died. He just said, yeah, he, he, he just said it, but he is back again, I guess. Like it yeah. just doesn't even pretend anymore. that Those explosions don't look like they killed the monster. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay. So we still have some more questions, uh, from, from actually from, for this week. Uh, first one from, uh, yes. Bop, uh, or Masato Noken on no. Twitter. Uh, what are your top five Sentai suits? What are both of your top five Sentai suits? So, oh, so oh no. I don't know about, <laughs> yeah, uh, here's what I'm going to say, uh, for my purposes, I am going to count main team suits as a group 
Like, I'm not going to be like, okay, this one blue. Okay, this one yellow. Like, I'm just going to be like, okay, this team. I like just their suits. I'll consider sixth rangers or later mm. ranger editions as their own thing for purposes of counting. So, do you have a top five ready to go? Um, I, I'm going to go for it. I think. Go for it. Do it. Uh, All in. So, I'm going to say Mega Ranger. No, in no, in no particular order. Although, you know what? I'm going to say Die Ranger first just because, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Duh. Um, <laughs> so, Die Ranger, Mega Ranger. I'm going to say Cocker Ranger really strikes me. Mm. Uh, oh, no. I only have two more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go Kyger because pirates are dope. And um, I really like it when they look armory or when there's a lot more plastic on it. So mm. I guess I'm going to say maybe go, go Busters. Okay. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess for myself, again, in no particular order, uh, the main Zoo Ranger suits, uh, I, I love the fact that they have the unique heads but there's the, or the unique helmets, but the, simplest, the simple geometric kind of uniformity of the the diamonds or the rhombi that they all have and they all have the white rom- uh diamonds um i love uh keeper ranger from die ranger i actually don't as much as i love die ranger i'm kind of mixed on their suits uh hmm. but i think keeper ranger i really really like uh who's the white ranger in in die ranger uh i love go Kiger just because they have those those collars those wide collars just yeah that's beautiful that is beautiful mm. um beautiful huge fan of the Jetman suits those things are oh they're so shoot. sleek yeah they're so sleek they're beautiful oh, yeah. i think they're just like especially because they're not really unique they all pretty much look the same but are in different colors and yet they're just so striking like i just i have to look at them when i see them i can't scroll past um and then oh god this is tough i i like the gal ranger suits a lot because of the diagonal elements but I also, it's hard to pick. I like mm. the, the, I guess I'm going to go with the Kaku Ranger suits in this one. Just because I know they yeah. just look like ninjas. But I think that's the kind of fun thing about their suits. Is that they could fit in as ninjas in any, uh, they, could, they almost don't have to be Sentai ninjas. They just look like ninjas. But they're also Sentai suits. I think like, they have to be because of the colors though. Well, <laughs> I know the colors, but you, can, you have different color ninjas in other media. Like ninjas coming yeah. in different colors is another media and that's a thing. I, you could just say, look, that's a blue ninja. Mm. It's only together that you it's can true. tell they're a Sentai team. And that's what I kind of dig about them. It's just subtle enough and it's just like, no, oh, that's a ninja. So I'm going to go with those five. Not even necessarily my top five. I just really like those five and those came to mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, because okay. this would be much longer if we did like a full, <laughs> like a full we, breakdown on that every could be suit. A three Maybe hour we should pod. at some point. I think we, we ought to. I think we ought know, to at some probably, point. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea to just sit down and talk about every suit, or maybe we need to do like a multi-part, multi-installment mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so from Colton, a uh, good buddy over at Manga Mavericks podcast, um, your favorite Henshin, and why is it Tatuba? <laughs> oh. <laughs> which did you say number one favorite because that's so like come on your favorite man. well yeah that's um, difficult he's not only is he by by saying henshin and also inc- referencing common writer he's basically including all, all all changing for heroes ever yeah um yep. but he's also calling us out and referencing tatuba being the main uh henshin for common writer o's um i don't know what do Can you we at least have? do like a can we at least do like a top three with this one? Just, tell, like, me, just tell, on. me, tell me one you really, really like. How's oh that sound? Oh my gosh. It doesn't have to be fake. <laughs> okay. Just tell me one you really like. 
Too many, man. I love them all so much. <laughs> like that, like that lady with the cats. Like, just, I love them. <laughs> love henshin so much um but okay uh on the subject of o's i guess it's gonna it's gotta be for me i'm sorry i'm sorry tatova but i love births henshin so much i love gashapon just uh, in general Mm. i'm nuts i'm crazy about capsule (laughs) toys and so for him to freaking insert a coin crank it and then pop one as part of his henshin it's too much for me i can't take it i have to watch it every time it's that it's that that satisfying mm. pop mm. noise that it makes. Too good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there. Oh, I, I think we need to do one of these two. Like we have to do one like a full breakdown on this because I, I wrote down a list earlier and I just had to pick this one because mm. that's where I am. <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, gosh, for my own? Um, well, that's a really hard call to make. Um. So here's what I will say. It's really hard for me to pick a single henshin that I love the most. But part of what I love about Tataba specifically is, first off, I think that the Tataba, Tataba, Tataba is so effective because I literally cannot see a bundle of change now. Like, if I pull out change out of my wallet, <laughs> in my head, I go, Tatoba, Tatoba, Tatoba. Like, I don't voice yep. this to anyone else. Or when I, no. I have, like, in, in my car, the little cup holders, I have loose change in there. Every huh. time I get in my car, I think of this, like the cells or the tatapa tatapa tatapa. So yep, yep, yep. it's in my DNA now. Um, and I think what's so effective about the tatapa transformation and why it's so satisfying um, is that it has a sense of weight to it. Like the the putting of the putting the coins into the slots is mm. ver- visually very simple, but you like you know that feeling. You know the feeling of putting a coin into a slot. So it's very a relatable motion. And then the actual, I guess the actual henshin itself where he twists the buckle and then he comes down at an angle. Not a lot of choreography there. Not a lot of detailed elements to it. He just clicks and pushes. And that's a, it's, there's something that's uh, uh, very delightful about that, that it's so relatable and so simple. It's very effective. It's so satisfying. The whole thing. Just, Just the henshins. I guess the henshins in that season yeah just yeah they had it they they did the physical ugh, ugh, yeah good really really good okay Um, yeah so we need to do like a full one where we do a breakdown of all the ones that i also can i i have to i have to to make honorable mention here because if if we're talking about favorites i gotta talk about kyorayugur too which we would know as power rangers dino charge i love Mm. the on the complete opposite end of the spectrum i love the dancing i love the oh the samba just the there's confetti and colors and like i love it that is the other end of the spectrum and i love that too so (laughs) oh no yep okay thanks thanks colton now we have to do like a full one (laughs) yeah that's where we're gonna talk about every single (laughs) Um, okay great i love it actually i love it i'm i'm messing yep. around here. it's in the tank we're doing it uh okay two mm-hmm. more and then we can wrap up um this yes. one comes at to us from at rufus 2k2 uh what is the most sad what's the most satisfying moment from a toku show that you can remember the one that you just have to immediately watch again so that's a big one again i think we're just gonna have to go with what's one that jumps to mind what's one that really like jumps out at you is just a super satisfying moment uh i'll need a second so you can go first <laughs> um okay in Die Ranger, who was the assassin again? 
he was like the uh like the black samurai uh, the demon guy? fist the demon fist guy that had the awesome like claw arm and he was like an assassin for a while hold on i'm gonna look it up hmm. jin matoba okay jin matoba and he like uh he is like a he's clearly like a villain but he has there's a there's this his final scene when he's fighting against all those other monsters and there's like the setting sun behind him i wept in that episode it was so powerful god that that was just the most amazing scene it was so dramatic and like the with the his because he always had the coins and like the coin falls to the sand and like oh my god that is just i don't even remember what episode it is it's somewhere in the 20s or 30s in die ranger but god that is just beautiful i loved that scene well i want to go watch it right to seeing it (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even know this dude existed man that sounds awesome i mean he's in die ranger that's right you haven't finished die ranger i keep forgetting you haven't finished it yeah you oh my god it's so don't i'm I'm excited i'm gonna get there alert it's right there (laughs) yeah Uh oh Oh, really do tell do tell um I'm going to go with the Kamen Rider thing for now. Uh, so the first Kamen Rider series I saw, like actually watched all the way through mm-hmm. when I had an opportunity to, was uh, Kabuto. And there's a character that just kind of gets pooped on throughout the whole season. Like they just keep dropping on him. Like someday you'll get to be a hero. Or like the very first episode, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this now, but uh, <gasps> he he's, he reaches out because he's supposed to get the thing that transforms and then another dude totally grabs it, and he's way cooler, oh, so it's no. totally fine. Like, he's just like, nope, this is mine. This belongs to me. And so for, like, 30-plus episodes, this guy is, like, really trying to be a hero, working really, really hard. And, like, he even gets one at some point, but it's, like, the douchebag one. Oh, no. And so then he, like, loses it almost immediately. Like, you don't want to be this guy because he's a bad guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of other problems or other things going on with that. But at some point... He gets his own, and it is so good. Like I'm gonna go watch that after we're done here because <laughs> when 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 uh, when Common Rider Gatak shows up, it is like oh, oh fantastic, like <laughs> so satisfying. And the I, he looks fantastic. He looks so good. He looks great. One of my favorite designs, I'd say too. Awesome. But uh, yeah. Okay. Uh. Well. Um. Then we have one more. Uh. From Winston Chan. So, uh, from Winston Chan on Twitter, uh, fave comedic moment from either a Sentai, a Common Rider series, or both. Uh, and he mentions one of his is the O's episode 27 when Date is directing the film. And he's doing, the, he himself is doing the Tatapa sound effects that we're talking about. Um, and that is a really great, he mentioned it. I was like, oh, that's a really good one. <laughs> that's a great episode. <laughs> he's one of my favorites just as a dude overall like i like i like hunky riders sorry hunky battle doctor riders is my that's my jam um yeah so what about yourself um okay favorite comedic moment uh just we're gonna first thing that comes to mind i'm gonna go with uh i don't know if this is necessarily comedic but it's just kind of a strange one um so in common rider deno um the main character to fight gets i mentioned that he uses monsters as upgrades but actually what's happening is they're possessing his body Mm. to fight and uh at some point he gets possessed by kind of a playful monster and like he's he's like he dances and stuff like he dances all the time and i think the actor actually is can break dance (laughs) so he he actually there's a scene where the uh sort of like a uh i'm gonna air quotes hip-hop version of the theme song comes on and like his dancing is so infectious that everybody like i'm like is it, I, 
we're going like full musical where everybody with it that could hear the song was also dancing <laughs> and kind of like b-boying like i was like, what? this is fantastic i don't know what's going on but i love this so much because it's like that you can see that the actor's doing that's it. it's awesome. not a stunt double that's you know? awesome like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I guess for myself, it's from uh, my favorite show that I still haven't completed. Uh, the moment in uh, Tokger, the train Sentai series, when uh, the puppet Ticket is fighting General Schwarz's puppet. Uh, basically, the heroic Sixth Ranger has a puppet, Ticket, and the villain General Schwarz has a puppet, and the puppets are fighting, and there's explosions in the background. And it's just... It makes me laugh every time, and every time I look at the GIF, I laugh and I laugh, and it just will never not bring me joy, and it's what I love so much about this wonderful, wonderful franchise. I can't, I can't wait. I, I just started Tokyo Joe recently, and like, I'm not this. Don't, don't. This isn't like a hey. I can't believe you said that, but yeah, I can't wait to get to it. Like, I'm really yeah, enjoying what I've seen so a, far. It's a series. I, I, it's my next one to go back and finish once I finish up what I'm currently watching. So that's a great moment. So. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in fours right now, and man, oh, I'm enjoying you. your thread. Like, I'm reliving, reliving oh, fours through this, and it's great. Like, I, there's oh, stuff I can't wait series. for you to what get a, to. What a like, pure, oh boy. beautiful series. Oh boy. So I think that is all the questions that we have. Uh, thank you to everybody for sending in questions. It's so much fun to play these little thought exercises uh, and talk about them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really, I really, really appreciate like all the positive things yeah. you guys are saying so far. Like. I had, I didn't know who was going to listen to this, but hey, there's people there. There's people in, and you guys are really engaging, yeah, and, and that's, that's awesome. Seriously, a big shout out to all the people that both I'm, we're getting. We've gotten feedback from fellow Sentai fans and Toku fans, and we've also gotten feedback from people that have never seen before, and they're just listening, just to listen, hear us talk, and that that's just so encouraging and wonderful. And thank you guys so much because I mean we're having fun, but it's just that much better when you guys are having fun with us. We really appreciate it, um, and the questions and and all that. It's just wonderful uh so next week we'll be back same bat time same bat channel uh but we don't necessarily want to just in case scheduling comes up and it's an issue but we have our our big push is to hear from here on out if we can try to have a guest on nearly every episode to watch with us so hopefully if everything goes according to plan and nobody's schedules change we should be having guests on with us from here on out which will be exciting um so yeah i'm excited i'm always excited but this is like multiplying it by like another like, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> times 10 it's definitely a kaoken of excitement uh to use a dragon ball term uh yes and we're going to be pulling people uh, the first few definitely in the lineup are fellow toku heads that i know but i'm trying to pull people from a wide range of experience as long as they're willing to catch up that uh they'll watch with us so i'm, I'm very excited about that as well so but uh yeah, so uh, unless you have anything else, Pat? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, so this has been the Super Senpai Podcast. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. And uh, we'll be seeing you next week. Super, Super Senpai, Senpai Podcast. Podcast.